0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Yes, Lord, I'll do that. And I bind the condemnation and the guilt of the devil. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. For you've learned how to live with it. Yeah, the condemnation, the guilt. Sure, it'll guard that in your heart along with fear and pride. But stand in faith now and let yourself be purified by the glory of that which the blood has produced upon the mercy seat and that which God Himself has released on your behalf to keep you righteous, holy, and sanctified from the world and its system. Do not despise the dealings of the Lord, the deepness of His Spirit coming into your heart. Let Him sift And explore the dark corners, removing that which causes the pain, the hurt, and the anger. You'll be free and able to live a life of joy and peace. Heed the word of the Lord. Stand in faith and receive from Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I guess that's all we need to say. God is good. Amen. You love the Lord? Give Him a shout. We got a few minutes left. Let's teach the word for just a few minutes. You may be seated. Thank you, praise team. Give them a hand clap. Wasn't that beautiful? All these beautiful voices. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I will proclaim and declare that God is moving, and things are happening. Fight to stay, fight to be a part. Fight to go for it and go through. Now, listen to me carefully. Go through what you need to go through to get there. Amen? Don't hang on to anything. Let God clean you up. Let Him clean you up totally. I guarantee you we're going to begin to see Special faith begin to work in people's lives. The gift of faith, special faith begin to work as people step out into ideas and insights, concepts that many of have been sitting dormant for years and going to just come alive. You know, the timing of God is an amazing thing. And to be in on the timing of God is an amazing thing. One of the things I've been praying over a lot recently has been His timing. So praise God, we're going to see it. The Bible says to pray for the knowledge of His will and all spiritual understanding so that we can walk worthy of the Lord, be fruitful in every good work, and increase in the knowledge of God. Amen. And it's our increase of the knowledge of God that brings that power that we've been studying. You know, we've been studying the power of the name of Jesus, the power of the Word, and the power of the Holy Ghost. And man, it's just opened up this whole... Every time I see, uh, read the Bible now, I see the word power. And it's amazing uh, the, 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 how powerless the church at large is And how much power God has invested not only into the church but into the believer. My goodness. I mean all of the power of heaven itself is at your disposal. Now let me try that again. You might need to hear that. All of the power of heaven itself is at your disposal. Now let me say this. God puts you in a situation like a church. A church is the structure and government of God in the earth. How can there be a kingdom of God without any government or structure? Amen. When you get to heaven, you're going to see that there's structure in heaven. You're not just going to be able to run loose like like a wild animal up there. There's going to be structure. There's going to be purpose. There's going to be assignments. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. There's going to be great activity in heaven. Amen. So, in the midst of it here on the earth, we must at this time, at this time and time, we must yield to the activity of God who begins his deep work for revival in our hearts, in our church. Then he, can, then he can explode it to the world. Then he can take it other places. Then it can work in our community. But he puts us in a place like the church where all kinds of things, you'll bump up against all kinds of things. People you love and you want to be a part of. And then other people you're like, oh, we won't be around those kind of people. You know, and then other people that you think, well, they might be cool or not. And then there's the pastor who's crazier than everybody. Amen. So, you know, what you've got to do is you've got to make a decision that God puts me in a situation like this. Number one, to grow me. Number two, to work on my character. I had a very well-known man of God look at me one time and say, God is not near as concerned about your comfort as He is concerned about His character in you. And He'll take you out of your comfort zone many times to create His character in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God He does. So, you know, a lot of people are real quick to jump and run, no matter any kind of pressure comes to me. You know, people do that. They quit jobs. They quit relationships. They divorce and remarry. You know, any kind of pressure that comes. Where in reality, if you'll just hang around and stick with it, God may be some, trying to chop something off you you don't need. So power. Everybody say Power. There's tremendous power working in our church through the Word, amen, by the Spirit, Hallelujah. And because of the name of Jesus, the power that's in the name of Jesus. Now, in in praying and contending for moves of God, revivals, outpourings, all that type of stuff, I've learned over the years that God begins with cleansing. It always begins with cleansing. There is a power to cleanse you and keep you clean. Amen. Amen. A power to cleanse you and that, that comes with your salvation package. It's amazing how people get saved, sometimes even filled with the Holy Ghost, speak with other tongues, but they don't use a lot, utilize the power to sanctify themselves or to be set apart. Amen. Now listen, I've got a lot of friends that have not saved yet. They're not born again yet. Some of them I worked on for years and finally got them saved. Others I'm still loving on them. Amen. But here's the thing. All of us are a work in operation, a work in progress. But if we're not utilizing the power of the Word, the power of the Holy Ghost, and the power of the name of Jesus, then we're not going to... Listen, you can't do anything for yourself that God has already done for you. Let me say that again. You can't do anything for yourself that God has already done for you. If if that was true, God wouldn't have done it for you. He did it for you because you could not do it for yourself. Now, Now, let me... One more point and then we'll jump into the Word for just a few minutes in believing God, in standing in faith. Well, I've made this statement several times. We've got to be careful whether we realize it or not. Many of us are too religiously brainwashed. And this week I've been studying some stuff. My my mind has been real stimulated. I'm on on my third book, Miss Linda. So I'm I'm starting my third book, Uh, You You Shall Receive Power. We're going to do it on the Holy Ghost, amen? So in understanding this, we realize that most of our messed up thinking is because of things we've heard about God's sovereignty. Now think about this a minute. I'm just making this point because this is something God has really impressed on me in prayer. do doesn't have anything to do with what I'm fixing to preach. But listen to this. Kind of like a try these hors d'oeuvres before we bring out the main meal kind of deal. Amen? <laughs> the sovereignty of God creates a thinking pattern in, pattern in mankind. That goes kind of like this. I know God can do it, but I cannot judge whether or not He will do it for me or not. You ever been there? Did you know that's totally wrong thinking? That's human thinking. Here's, Here's divine. Here's God's thoughts. I've already done it for you. In my sovereignty, I've done it for you. Now you do not have to question my sovereignty any longer. Go to my word. It is a copy of my sovereignty and it will show you very plainly that I've already done it. You know, old Uncle Bob that needs to get saved, that, you know, rides a Harley and smokes weed? God's already provided salvation for Uncle Bob. We just need to get the gospel to him. Ain't Sue that just got diagnosed with cancer? It's not in the sovereignty of God whether God heals her or not. He's already provided what we need. He's already provided divine healing. All we have to do is appropriate what God has already given us and the sovereignty of God question has already been answered in Christ. <laughs> Glory to God! That ought to loose your faith to believe God for anything. Yeah. You say, why? Because He's already done it. Now let me just say, oh, thank you, Lord. I may preach on this all morning. I don't know. Do you desire it? Do you desire it? The desire... Now listen to me. The desire is the proof of God's willingness to get it to you. Now I'm going to let that sink in a minute. Now listen to that. Do you desire it? What do you desire? What desire can you pull up out of your spirit? You say, I have delighted myself in the Lord and He has given me this desire... But it, in the natural, I, there's, no, there's no way, no place. No, no, no. no. You've you got to get focused on the desire. If God gave you the desire, then the desire is the proof of His willingness to bring it to pass. You've just got to cooperate with the Word to get the desire into your life manifested. Amen. That's what all this power is about. Hey, it takes some power to unscramble the human mind. It takes power to take a mind that's been ravaged by drugs or alcohol and get that mind straightened out. It takes power to dissolve a tumor in someone's body. It takes power to heal a crippled person. It takes power. Listen, it takes power to preach the gospel in the world without the structure of a corporation. You say, what do you mean? All we got is us chickens right here, honey. This is the coop. (laughs) Or the fold, whatever you want to say. Amen? But what we have done is we have utilized the power. Now, Ephesians chapter, just a couple of scriptures, then we'll receive our our missions off. Ephesians 1. A great prayer in Ephesians chapter 1. But let's look at verse... 15. And let me just say this kind of. So you know I know where I'm at. I'm going to pick up our teaching on the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost next week. But I really needed to get this in here because we have been teaching on the Holy Ghost. Verse 19, Ephesians chapter 1. What is the exceeding greatness of His? And I say it like it is. Power. Everybody say power. power. I mean, don't say pa- said power. power. It's power. It's Power. We used to sing that song, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. I mean, you don't say, there's power. No, no, some power. Amen. Now listen to this, listen to this. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe? So God has aimed or directed His power at us word, who believe? Well, Pastor, I, I just, I just feel so powerless. That's because you're going by your feelings. If we felt this power, we'd be stupid. Now let's think about that for a moment. If you literally sensed the power of the word, the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the name of Jesus, it would be so much. Power, your body would dissolve. This stuff is encapsulated in your spirit to keep your soul from melting and your body from melting. Because it would melt under the glory of that power. God's put that same power that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Toward us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. Now, chapter 3, real quick. Another powerful prayer. get over here to it it begins there in verse uh verse 14 for this cause i bow my knees unto the father of the lord jesus christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is name that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened by his might in your inner man everybody say inner man now notice this that christ may dwell in your heart by faith that you being rooted and grounded in what love, love. everybody say in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height and to know the love of Christ which patheth knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow! Come on! I mean, people get filled with the fullness of all kinds of garbage and you just squeeze them a little bit, it just comes blowing out everywhere. But if you were to get full of the power of God, now notice this, notice this. This is so good. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breath, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, to experience the love of Christ, which patheth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to to the power that's what? is working now in here the power's working now let's take a step out of the spirit into the natural the power's working why? why? we paid the bill power's working we had the right people Hook up the right thing to the right equipment to bring the power to the building. And then we hooked it to different instruments and inventions of man that need power in order to function. And once that power got into that, it quit being a piece of hard, dead plastic and it came alive with sound. Come on, church. Came alive with light. Came alive with. Cool air so we don't have to suffer in the heat and the humidity. Came alive in the power system. So I have to scream, tear my voice up. Amen? Came alive. Why? We hooked the power to it. We hooked the power to it. Now, He is able to do. First of all, I like to just start it like this. He is able. He is able. Well, that'd be good. We could all shout about it. But you add just one word to it and you can really shout. He's able to do. That means our God is active. He's able to do. But what's He able to do? Well, He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. I said above all. You can ask or think. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. You can ask or think. But it's according to working power. Working power. Power working in you. Power working. So... The word that works in you, that comes out of your mouth and your heart. That's power working in you. You come to prayer and you pray in the Holy Ghost. That's power working in you. You study the three ways in which Jesus got His name. That's power working in you you study the Gospels and you look at the different ministries of the Lord Jesus Christ, how He operated in power and in the gifts of the Spirit and you see it in the Old Covenant, how they operated in seven of the gift, of the nine gifts of the Spirit and the power of God set them free from Egypt's bondage. The power of God equipped them to leave a nation which they'd been in for 400 years, longer than America's been a nation. The power of God brought them out of Egypt, into the wilderness, divided the Red Sea, provided man in the mornings, the, 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 the cloud of fire by night, the cloud by day that kept him cool, and the power of God led him to the promised land. And now God has released that power in a new and different way. That power was carried around in a box called a tabernacle that became a temple and the Shekinah glory of all of that that God could do was locked up in the Holy of Holies. But honey, when Jesus rose from the dead, that same power talked about in Ephesians chapter 1 was released into humanity and we became the temple of the Holy Ghost. And God wants to cleanse the temple with His power so that all of the halt, the lame, the withered, and the dying can come and receive Seed of the bread of life. Now, let me just say this. I'll close. Time's up. We are God's greatest advertisement. What are you selling? What are you selling? Now, you know, I mean that figuratively. I don't mean. But what are you trying to convince people that you know? What are you trying to convince people that you believe? I'm telling you, God wants to take and turn your light on and hook you to the power so that when he cuts that thing on and the fullness that he's going to do in these last days according to moves of God, then you're going to be right where you need to be, doing right what you need to do. And when the light comes on, you're going to be one of those standing right there shining bright as you can be. Amen. You know, it's worth it to give up all the stuff you hang on to 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 serve God. None of it's worth it. It's worth it to to stand in faith, believe Him. One more scripture? I think so. Thank you. I'm just up here preaching to myself. First Peter, real quick, and we'll close. Excuse me, second Peter. I'm sorry. Sorry, Peter. Second Peter. Now, let let me read this just a moment, and we'll we'll receive our offering and go home. Come back tonight. How many coming back tonight? Be sure and come back. It's going to be awesome. Now, listen to this. Thank God for Victoria. We, we listen, she, she makes church. <laughs> now notice verse um, oh Lord, verse 3. According as his divine power. Now notice, remember the sovereignty question I asked, answered a minute ago. According as his divine power, what? What's the next word? Are you there? 2 Peter 1, verse 3, his divine power, what? Half. That's a hallelujah word. That means it's already done. But look at the next word. Given. Hath given. Now notice this. Hath given us. Excuse me. Us hath given. According as his divine power. Hath given unto us all things. That pertain unto life and godliness. That through the knowledge of him that hath called you into glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these, what? Now notice that. By these, everybody say by these. Let me find it again. Wherefore, given by see the seed of great precious promise, that by these you might be partakers of the divine, having escaped. Now, anybody see anything on the news, anything the last couple of weeks you'd like to escape from? There's some power for an escape. You need a financial escape, a physical escape? You, you freaking out about some new uh, epidemic or pandemic thing they may release? Are you looking at the dollar, what's happening to it? Are you looking at all? No, no, no. Get your eyes fixed upon the Word of God because the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart releases a power. Everybody say a power that helps you to begin to take on the attributes of the divine nature. God is not worried about Russia. He's not worried about Ukraine. He's not worried about China. He's not worried about the American dollar. He's not worried about oil. He's not worried about nothing. You say, why? Because He is seated on the throne next to His Son, Jesus. The blood is on the mercy seat. He is not sweating it. He's already taken care of it. He's already given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. That through the precious promises of God, we become the partakers of what? The divine nature. What is the divine nature? You have to find out what it is. Because God is cool. And God knows how to talk to you. And God knows how to get your attention. And God knows how to wake up your heart. And in this time, this is what we're experiencing. We're experiencing an awakening. People are starting to awake that, you know, maybe I need to inventory my life. See if there are some areas... I was praying the other day. I was saying, Lord, you know, show me, show you, show me who you want me to. You know, to write a letter, text, call, anything. I'll do anything. I'll go wash their feet, whatever you want me to do, Lord. So there was a a guy that I knew many years ago, and actually he was a young man when I met him. And, and, you know, I witnessed to him about the Lord and stuff like that, somebody that I hunted with. And he kind of he got married, had a had a daughter, same age as Breland. I remember when they. They were pregnant at the same time we were. And uh, he just kind of drifted out of my life and just went through hell. And I'm so sorry that I let him drift. I'm so sorry that I let him drift because I was the only voice of righteousness in his life. See, sometimes when God starts waking you up, you begin to see things that you you just took for granted were okay. That they might not have been okay with God. Yeah. So you know, I I, uh, I said, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll whatever it takes. And I said, but I don't know how to contact this guy. I've seen this guy for 20 years. What am I going to do? And I was in my office yesterday writing, and I reached in my desk for another pen, and his card was sitting right on top of my pens. I'm like, <laughs> okay, Lord, according to the power that's working in you power that's right. God wants you at peace. God, listen, God loves you. He values you and His value of you ought to empower you to value yourself. You, some of you have been through some very terrible things, but God is still working on you. Let Him work on you. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment. Quick altar call. Are you living right? Are you doing right? Is Jesus your Lord and your Savior? If He is, shout hallelujah real quick. Oh, come on. you got a better shout than that. Come on. There you go. Now, if you say, Pastor Rusty, I've sat here all morning, and and that's me. I'm just not living right. I'm not doing right. i got things in my life that I know if I don't get them right, they're going to take me out, take me down. I need to be right with God. Well, we're not going to embarrass you in any way. I've asked everybody to bow their heads, and that's in respect to the Lord Jesus Christ, and to close their eyes, and that's to respect you you as an individual making a decision right now. We're going to pray a simple prayer in just a moment. The whole congregation we're going to do it congregationally. You can do it right there in your seat, but I do need an act of faith on your part. If you say, "Pastor, I'm not living right. I'm not doing I need to be right with God. Please include me in your prayer." Would you lift your hand right now? Anyone at all? Anyone one hand. God bless you. You can put it down after you've raised it. Anyone else? Another hand. God bless you. Anyone else? Another hand. God bless you, sir. Thank you for raising your hand. Anyone else? That's three people who have raised their hands. Just search your own heart. Don't judge people around you. Judge yourself. Anyone else? You say, I'm not living right. I need to be right with God. Another has raised their hand. God bless you. It's always good to get right with God. One more time. One more time. As I look around, the usher's helping me. Let me look. Anyone else? You've not raised your hand yet. You need to. Put it up real quick. Just put it up and put it down so we can see it. Just an act of faith. Praise God. We good, guys? We good, Doc? okay praise God everybody look this way now let's all pray this prayer out loud out loud especially you that raised your hand do it this way pray it loud enough so you hear your own ears with your own ears you can hear what you're saying amen now we're going to pray too all of us and what we're doing in praying with you is we're encouraging you encouraging you to pray amen and now listen after we pray everyone that raised their hand after we pray you settle it I'm right with God I don't care what the devil tells you. You're right with God. And then settle. I'm going to stay right with God. Amen. Amen. You ready to pray church? Here we go. Heavenly Father. Right now. Here at Island Church. 16th of April. 2023. I declare. I confess. Jesus Christ. As my Lord. And my Savior. I believe. He was virgin born. Lived a sinless life. Did signs, wonders, and miracles. Died on the cross. rose from the dead. Did it all for me. I believe it. I receive it. I accept it. Lord, areas of my life where you've not been able to become Lord, I confess it to you and you alone. You're not only my Savior, you're my Lord. Take your Lordship in my life I submit to you I submit to your word I submit to your name I submit to your spirit cleanse me of that Lord which hinders me and keeps me from entering in to the fullness of who you want me to be and what you want me to have thank you father you accept me back you're a gracious heavenly father I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give him a hand clap. Come on, give him a shout. Amen. Fathers, we leave today. Thank you so much for your protection and safety. We never take it for granted, Lord. We cover our weeks with prayer. Claiming Psalms 91 is ours. No evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh us. Angels have charge over us. Thank you, Father. Whether we're traveling on highways, airways, seaways, or railways... Whether we're working with a construction, a, a, the automotive places, the, 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 the students, the teachers, all of our life, our activity. We thank you there are angels, Spirit of God, Word of God, the name of Jesus. Thank you there is a power protecting us and we never take it for granted and we thank you for it. Lord, we thank you for a power in our, in our hearts in which you can spread your compassion speak your love, in which this week we can come in contact with people who do not know you. And we thank you, Father, that they will be touched by you as we yield to your spirit. Thank you for an evangelistic heart in every soul. We leave today walking in faith and love toward you and love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Spirit.